0: daily podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the daily podcast. I am your host, Marie Eve Nadine Jean-Baptiste. And I am live today with another dear friend and colleague of mine, Miss um, Bonnie La- Leonardo, um, who practices in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. <laughs> thank Hi, you so everybody. much. For, thank you for being here with me today. Um, so yesterday, we had um, Pam on. And you know, we talked about um, how we met. And we actually opened with um, with the the meeting that we had in Jersey in March of 2020. That's right. And I didn't even realize, like, we're all so close and so close-knit. I didn't even realize that Pam wasn't there. But you were there. Yes.
1: That's when we yeah. met. Yeah. New Jersey. Remember, that's when the uh, COVID had started and we were all flying in New Jersey to yeah. New York.
0: <laughs> and we were all just like happy-go-lucky, right, just to see each other and kind of be in that one, in that space. And it was the, um, the marketing for the Masters, um, mm-hmm. Allison's program, and yeah. we were just like having a ball, you yeah, know. Um, and I think, I, I don't know if you made it, but we had like that evening schedule and then we had, um, you know, the, the next two days, I believe really? it was. Yeah, it was that weekend. Yes. So it was really yeah. nice. But anyway, I've known you for some time now. Um, you know, we bonded over some crazy stories and we've shared lots of them <laughs> yes. Yes. over the years. Um, so I'm just really excited to have you on. Like me, you practice family law. Um, and I don't know, You know, tell us a little bit about yourself before we do a deep dive of you know, who you are and who you know, what your firm represents and everything. Sure,
1: Um, so I am a mother of three and a grandma of four. That is my pride and joy. And um, I started practicing law in 2003. And um, when I went to law school, my intention was to go to law school to practice criminal law. And uh, that has not been my path. That was the reason why I went, but it did not lead me there. So um, I worked for um, creditors um, attorney, firm, and I was doing um, foreclosure um, defense for the banks. That's where I really got my feet wet in uh, mediation, something I never touched in in law school at all. I never thought I was interested in in that. And it turned out that I was a really good fit for mediation and I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of attorneys in town. I met a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And um, so I did that for a few years. And then I decided that uh, because I was a prior business owner that I wanted to do that again. And so I, I decided I wanted to open up a firm and I began opening my firm with the intention of now I'm going to represent the homeowners and try to save their homes from foreclosures. That's when I started my firm and family law just kind of found me that's how it began and that's how it's and that's where i am now and i'm i'm really happy with family law i think it's a niche for me because family is so important to me having my kids and my grandkids and i just think that i'm able to relate with the clients a little bit more in that respect and so it just seemed to be a fit not what i was looking for but there you have it
0: and you know and i completely understand that and it's funny because like you um I remember when I was in law school, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do the whole criminal law thing." Um, and then I read a—I'll uh, never forget—I read like a death penalty case um, for um, constitutional uh, criminal uh, constitutional criminal procedure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and I remember you know calling a friend of mine. It was like 11 o'clock. I was crying. Like, how could they put someone to death? You know, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is not my this is not my area." I Um, You know, my family, you know, makes jokes sometimes about, you know, oh, you know, you've been in school forever. Next thing you know, you're going to, you know, go to school to be a judge. And I'm like, yeah, no, because under me, everybody is going free. Right. Because I'm all about I'm all about the touchy feely and I want (laughs) to know, (laughs) excuse me, you know, why you did what you did. Yeah. So that doesn't always work. Um, But I love the fact that, you know, you talk about family law and mediation. Um, How often in your practice do you find yourself kind of utilizing mediation as a service for, you know, helping your cases move forward?
1: Quite a bit, actually. Um, I, you know, family law is very contentious, right? And everybody comes in arguing, otherwise it wouldn't be here, right? But my goal in my firm and and my team's uh, goal, uh, because it is our mission, is to try to Settle our family cases as amicably, as quickly, and as painlessly as possible, right? So what we always try to do with our cases is try to come to a middle ground and try to avoid litigation as much as possible. I would say that we are successful probably 80 to 85% of the time. Um, And so we push for that. I would like to have that be a higher percentage, um, but I think that it helps the clients, you know, it's an emotional time. It's, a, it's emotional tolling. It's it's financially expensive if you drag it out and go to trial. And a lot of the cases, in my opinion, in my opinion I don't believe a lot of the family cases need trial. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, um, if we come in there with um, a good faith in trying to resolve these issues, because at the end of the day, these parents are going to be together for a long time. The kids are going to be in their lives forever, and they're going to have to Relate to each other in one way or another for life. So I try to impart that in my clients. And like I said, most of the time, 85% of the times, I think it does work and they realize, you know, it's better to go that route.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, when you take the emotions out of it, Mm -hmm. um, our clients are able to see a lot clearer. You know, I don't care what country you live in, what gender, what color, what socioeconomic status we all have emotions and all of our family law cases, I believe collectively, collectively are all the same. Yes. You know, when you bring in, you know, anger, resentment, all sorts of, you know, crazy stuff. And for, I don't want to call it crazy stuff because our emotions are not crazy, but, um, you know, people come to us to be rational. They come to us to kind of be that middle ground. Um, so I love that you know, like myself, you try to avoid litigation, like a lot of other attorneys that we know. Yes. Um, thankfully, I don't know too many attorneys, you know, that try to, um, you know, push that narrative of um, less, let's fight. Um, now, I know you stated that, you know, um, you've been an attorney basically for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, and I know, you um, know, you know, we're more familiar with each other outside of this, right? So I know some of these answers already, but for the people that don't know you, I think that they would really benefit, um, you know, from, from some of your answers. So do you find that given that you've been practicing for so long, do you find that you're kind of, um, I don't want to say desensitized, but you you, you know, just do you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you find that you're a bit desensitized and kind of like removed from the situation a little easier? Or are you still kind of like, you know, fresh attorney, go, go, go with. (laughs) It's um, it's interesting you say that because um, we do this
1: in and out every day. And we've, we have a tendency to forget that our clients do not do this on a daily basis. Right. And so we had we have a meeting i tried to have a meeting with my team about once a month to make sure that we go back to our foundation to our fundamentals to what is important our clients are going through the most devastating time in their lives when they come to see us right we do this on a daily basis and so sometimes yes it becomes to be routine right i need this document send me this send me that and we forget sometimes what it's about so i do make an effort to try to distance myself from being emotionally attached to the cases because you have to at the end of the day, you've got so many people with so many emotions and you know, self-care is important when you practice in law, especially family law, I think. So we all need to take breathers. I give my team time to refresh as well because they deal with the clients on a daily basis. And, and it is emotional for us to go through the emotional roller coaster with our clients. So, yeah, we
0: all need that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And you touched up on something that, you know, I'm learning. Unfortunately, I hate to admit that I'm learning now, um, you know, years into practice that self care is kind of paramount. Um, you know, what are ways that you try to kind of disconnect and, and recharge?
1: Um, I think that I go to I'm a big travel bug, you know. I love to travel, but with COVID, it's been kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of stunted, right? But I go to like I have my morning rituals that I do that help me quite a bit, right? I start my day with my gratitude journal. I just run mm-hmm. every morning. I do my meditation in the morning, right? So that really sets my tone for the day. And so I go throughout the day with that. Some days I need two or three meditations, okay? <laughs> really short ones to kind of center. Um, but to just kind of refresh, I think I, I do a lot of family time. I spend a lot of time with my grandkids, my children, um, and I, you know, I, I have a, a second home mm-hmm. that I go to, right? Um, to kind of a different perspective, a different location tends to to help some too.
0: Yes, I know, Miss. I'm in Colombia right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> i remember when we first talked about it i was like take me with you yes you know it's um i i end up working more
1: hours here believe it or not because of the time change right because my office opens three hours later than what i am right now so i start working earlier and then i'm working later but the change in in the scenery you know sitting out looking at the beach that really does ground you it does help you And so it it is helpful. It's very helpful.
0: Yeah. Now, um, and I know, you know, we talked about Colombia, um, she several months ago and you've been there for some time right now. Um, what made you decide to kind of, you know, um, change your scenery?
1: Well, I think that, um, I decided before COVID began that I wanted to transition my firm into a virtual firm. I, Prior to that, I was doing a lot of um, intake calls and uh, client calls. Um, I gave the clients options, whether to come in person or to do it by the telephone. And I found that most clients wanted the telephone because it was easier, quicker. They didn't have to drive to me. And so that led me to a aha moment, right? Mm-hmm. That, well, you know, when I want to make appointments, if I can do something on the telephone versus getting in the car, driving there and doing it. 15, 30 minutes, I prefer to do on the phone. So I began to kind of rethink it. So then I thought, okay, let me see uh, what would happen if I started doing more virtual phone calls. I mean, virtual meetings as opposed to uh, in person. And I found that most of my clients really, really appreciated it and liked that. So I transitioned slowly to virtual I went paperless, which was really difficult for me because I'm old school. I I could not even imagine a day where I would not be able to have a physical piece of paper in my hand when it came to a case. That was like the hardest part for me. So I found that when I began that process, it was easier than I thought it was. It would be. And the clients appreciated, most of the clients. I'm going to say not all. There are clients like myself who are old school and want to be in person and want to Touch and feel the paper, and you know, be there physically. So for that, I do have a physical office. But the transition for virtual was just—it was just. I think it was—it was precipitated by the fact that the clients chose telephone calls versus in person, and that just led me to kind of rethink everything. And so with that, it gave me freedom, right? To Be able to work from anywhere. And like I said, I love traveling. So I take my laptop. That is my life. That is my, that's my business right there. And I can do work from anywhere. And then COVID came along and it kind of helped that a bit because now people and the courts are more comfortable with now doing virtual hearings, which I always complained about you know, having to go to court for a 10 minute hearing was ridiculous to me. So now I thought this is fabulous. Now people, the clients save money, the clients save time, you know, we don't have to bill for the travel for the time that it takes to wait in the courtroom. So it it helps everyone. I was just thankful that I was already set up when this shift happened.
0: So it was, it was very good. I'm so glad you mentioned um, the 10 minute hearing because I can't tell you how many times, you know, we've talked about having to travel, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes. In some cases, uh, you know, when I first started practicing, um, I was driving an hour and a half to Southern Maryland because it mm-hmm. you know, you take what you can get and you get there and it's 10 minutes. Yes. You know, and in yeah. some cases, oh, we reset this, you didn't get the notice in time, I'm sorry, but you know, you gotta leave and come back. Um and, you know, our goal as a firm has always been to try to save the client's money. So when that happened, it was huge for us. Um, you know, and we made sure that the client understood, okay, listen, this is a benefit that you're going to see immediately, mm-hmm. you know, because charging three to $600 to have to travel, it's, it's not going to be on your bill, you know. And when our state mm-hmm. is a little different than yours, your state doesn't have as many hearings as, as, as we do You know, we have the scheduling conference. We have um, uh, scheduling conference. We have um, temporary hearings, whether it's for you know support or alimony. Mm -hmm. We might have a motions hearing to determine whether or not there's a best interest. There's a um, a a modification, um, you know, required here. So Mm -hmm. there's um, a material change in circumstance. I'm sorry. There's so many different hearings that we can have that ultimately, you know, the savings really do rack up. So I'm glad, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, now, um, I remember when we talked uh, some time ago, you stated that you're hiring right now for your office. Is that still the case? And what are you looking for?
1: Yes, I am hiring. I have a fabulous team. And I know that a lot of people say that, but I have <laughs> one of the best teams and 90% of my team, 90. 90- nine percent of my team are virtual. Everyone's virtual. And so we communicate quite a bit. But I want an attorney, a bilingual Spanish speaking attorney that will be in my physical office in Las Vegas. I would love to find that unicorn. It seems like it's very difficult to find. Um, I need that. And I I think that is to facilitate the clients that um, want to come in, that want to see someone in the offices, I'm back and forth a lot. And also uh, that attorney then will be able to also make the necessary court appearances if and when we should go back to um, in-person hearings.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'll definitely um, need that. And I understand You know the importance of having someone um, bilingual. I'm like bi, almost trilingual, and I know you are too. Um, so, it's very important to have someone, and I don't, you know, I, I am not that confident in my Spanish Ooh. to be able to explain what a marital settlement agreement is, you know. Mm. So, I actually have someone um, uh, that I work with who's been, you know, uh, doing my interpretations, and that has just been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah. So, having that person also be an attorney, I think will be, you know, really kick ass, um, you know, in your, in your situation. Now, as far as your, your client base, um, you only work on family law situations, right? You don't take any other types of cases.
1: I'll take a few bankruptcy chapter sevens here and there, and I am still open to take any sort of uh, foreclosure defense. But that is kind of on the background right now as the situation doesn't demand it. But because I have that experience and because I know the ins and outs of it, I I still leave it available for clients who might need that in the future.
0: And I can appreciate the foreclosure defense. Uh, I'd rather be on that side than be the person trying to take away someone's home. But that's just that's just my own personal. preference, Right. Tell you. Yeah. 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 Um, So do you find that you know, well, I mean, realistically, I guess it it really depends, right? Because with COVID there was that moratorium on, um, foreclosures that we Mm -hmm. have. So, um, and I believe that ended recently, so, you know, you're going to see a huge influx of cases. Um, Mm so I'm I'm pretty sure that when that happens, your phone is going to be ringing um, off the hook. Um, as for your uh, fee structure, and I know you and I kind of dabbled in this, so we both went flat fee. Uh-huh. Uh, you were you were flat fee before me, and yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna give this a try, and I bombed terribly, uh-huh. terribly. Uh-huh. You, you, Star and Pam know how bad I bombed, um, because realistically, I didn't know what I was doing. I prefer. To have a flat fee structure because at least my client knows what he or she is walking into um, and so i don't think that i was really prepared for some cases that unfortunately flat fee is just not a fit for right mm-hmm. because there are just some cases that flat fee works in out boom, um, works for and then there are some cases where unfortunately you might have to do kind of like a quasi flat and hourly um, yeah. Situation. Are you still flat fee?
1: I am flat fee in some cases. For example, like the joint okay. petitions where there's an agreement, like the BKs and the, and the and the foreclosure, um, and like uh, prenuptial agreements, postnuptial agreements. But I found, like you, that family law cases are so fluid and they're so they're so heated and, and they can turn on a dime that it's difficult to have a flat fee, at least for me. I attempted it, and it, it just did not work for every case. Yeah. So depending on the case, I I just um, I don't do that. But my my retainer is a standard retainer that lends itself to a possible flat fee, if that makes sense, right? Um, the retainer is such that I I have a retainer where I, I give the um, the clients an option to mm-hmm. pay half of the retainer as soon as they sign up, and half the second month if needed. So if we don't settle the case and if we don't come to an agreement, then there's no need for that second retainer payment. And then it kind of works out as a flat
0: fee. Okay. Okay. And how often, um, how often do you find that the cases tend to settle when you give clients that option, which I think is a really good option. And um, Pam and I talked about this um, the other day. Um, Our retainer, our goal is to have the retainer kind of be it. Right. Mm -hmm. So like you said, ultimately, it lends itself to a flat fee situation. So how often do you settle in like, you know, that first month or two?
1: I wish I can tell you that it was more than not, but it's turned out to be not so often. Okay, Uh, It hasn't turned out to be that way. But the second payment in the retainer then tends to be where the cases settle.
0: Yeah.
1: So, So that's so. So in that respect, yes. The second payment of the retainer, yes, most of the cases are settled there unless then we have a trial. But normally we get them to settle right at that second
0: one. Gotcha. Now, yeah. um, outside of you know being in uh, Colombia and just traveling, like, what is your favorite thing to kind of just do outside of lawyering? So I don't think we spend um, you know enough time. And you know, I can hear my my business coach telling me, you know. When was the last time you did something for you? <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you that question. When was the last time you did something for you? I tell you, I'm
1: guilty of that. I'm I'm so guilty of that because I am such a workaholic, right? So the only time that I really get away from work is when I am involved with my grandkids and my kids. So, for example, being in Colombia, my kids just moved here uh, permanently. They just uprooted their family and moved here. So I have been very involved with trying to get them situated in a new country, getting my grandkids in school, going to signing them up for soccers and ballet and getting them involved. And so that is when I find joy. Um, that's when I really like unplug, right, so to speak, because I'm focused on that. But for me personally, I think I've been dying to learn how to golf. I love golfing. oh to go and join like a a, a women's golf club and i've yet to do that i've been talking about this for two years so maybe this is the year i'm not sure right um but yeah that's something i think i would really really enjoy my husband is an avid golfer and um i don't want to golf with him (laughs) He's he's too good i can't do it but i think i would have a great time with just women beginners right and just have a group of women that we could just go we could drink margaritas drink mimosas and golf that's my kind of golfing right so really you
0: just (laughs) so really you want to drink mimosas but while doing that you might (laughs) want to dabble in the golf I
1: want to golf while I'm enjoying a little bit of beverage yes okay
0: (laughs) Um, I am not I don't want to say I'm not a fan of golfing I haven't I've actually golfed uh, before but gosh, I don't remember how many years it's been. I am not um, an outside person, as you know. <laughs> I'm more of a yeah, sit inside, away from the bugs. Um, but I totally get it. Um, when was the last time that you know you you went on a trip other than to Colombia? Like, when was the last time you actually took a really good trip that you felt okay? I can come back to my clients and I can feel you know rested. I think
1: it was prior to, right before COVID, and we went yeah. on a cruise. I love cruises. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went on a cruise, and we did the um, Mexican Riviera cruise. We did that, and it was amazing. That was a great time. Now, I do have a trip planned, so something that I decided I was going to push for. I'm going okay. to Scotland in May,
0: the beginning of Oh, May. you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. I I'm was good. there for a month, yeah, and in 2015
1: talk says is fabulous. So I am excited to go there. And that is a time when I will literally unplug for a week and a half. I never unplug, but this will be a, I'm not going to take a phone call. I'm not going to take an email. This will be interesting because I've never done that before.
0: So I think unplugging uh, for us. I think unplugging for us is very difficult though. Um, And uh, about a month ago, I went to Aruba And I was like, okay, I'm here for four days, and I'm supposed to be, you know, becoming one with the universe again and kind of, like, finding my zen. And, you know, um, my assistant said that they wouldn't bother me, and I tried not to send out emails. I really, really did. Camille is smiling because she knows that she got several emails from me during that time. And I remember, you know, my mom was like, um what are you doing? I was like, listen, it's just five minutes, just
1: five minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, relate. I think, I think we all, we all can relate, you know, a uh, family law or, or just attorney business owners. It's very difficult to unplug. You have to like, always be checking emails. What's going on? Is this, was this taken care of the this client? call back. I mean, it's just, it's so hard, but it is so needed. We need to really, really work on pushing ourselves to do that. And yeah. I be those attorneys who do it, who are able to push themselves to do it. So really, I'm really, really looking forward to this trip because I'm really, I'm leaving my computer at home and that's going to kill me. I'm not going to take it. That's the only way I won't, I'll be able to unplug.
0: I think, I think those attorneys that, that, you know, have done it. We know several attorneys, you know, who are doing it. Yeah. Um, I think they've just, they've cracked the code, yes. you know, and my thing is I, I need the formula ASAP, you know, <laughs> yes. because I'm always thinking about my clients. I am always thinking about my clients. They're constantly at the forefront of my mind. Okay. Um, you know, it's just like you said, as business owners, you know, yeah. this is what we do, um. But, you know, realistically, and I think that there's a narrative that is pushed, like if you look a lot, if you look at the motivational videos, I think there's this narrative that, you know, you have to, you know, work until you can't work anymore and even then keep working, you know, Um, and I I took that literally, you Mm -hmm. know, because when I first opened, I was open, I was working from, you know, 7 a.m. I would get into the office at um, you know, seven seven fifteen, which I still do um, to to this day. But I would leave until you know eight nine o'clock, uh-huh. um, and I would do that every single day. And I remember the first time um, I left, I think it was at like four thirty five o'clock. One of the attorneys here, Christine Hawanski, she was like, "Where are you going?" You know, it's like it's like home. <laughs> You know, because they just got so used to me. Like, I was in the office so late, the cleaners would come in. Hi, hi, Marie. Hi, can I have your basket? I'm like, oh, oh I got it, I got it. Let me just throw it away. I'll, I'll do it for you. you. Need help? Like, I was in there helping cleaners clean. Yeah. That's how late I was in the office. Yes. No, I, I can totally relate
1: to that. I, I, my poor team. I told you they're virtual, and I work crazy hours. So at three in the morning, I'm sending emails and messages to the team. And I have to preface it with, this is not meant for you to answer right now. (laughs) This is meant (laughs) for when you come in in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they're used to this two 33 o'clock emails from me, but it's not, it's not, I don't think it's something to be proud of. Really. I think it's something that um, will wear you down. And if you're not healthy, you can continue to serve your clients. And I have to remind myself of that. I have to, I have to find, like you said, break that code and find that happy medium where I can serve my clients, but yet make sure that I take care of myself as well.
0: Yeah. One thing that, you know, I I think a lot of us should do differently in 2022 is maybe take less clients. Um, Because I think taking less clients, um, you know, will help, you know, Mm -hmm. because you have less deadlines and less chaos that you have to tend to. Um, But it's, of course, it's, you know, it's easier said than done. Um, Because, you know, when someone needs help, our goal is to want to help everyone, right? But realistically, we have to help ourselves first. Um, And I think that's a a great note uh, to end on. I know I only have you for 30 minutes. I don't want to keep you um thank you so much for joining me today and you know every every month i look forward to our calls you know I, yes um, man it, it's just so much you are crushing it thank like you. Thank you you are crushing it And I, when, when we first talked about how much you were crushing it, I think I was more excited than you, you know, like it's my business. (laughs) Uh, Yes, But listen, you know what? It's, it's, I look forward to those calls
1: because I always, you especially give so much in those calls. I always walk away with something else. Marie, wait, what did you say about that? And what do I do this? And let's let's talk about that and let's implement that. It's always beneficial. I, I miss the calls when we have missed them a few times, but I enjoy those calls. They are very helpful. And I really do encourage attorneys listening. Um, if there are any attorneys listening today to formulate, to get a group of women attorney business owners to do that with monthly. It is so beneficial. The coaching is fabulous. But aside from the
0: coaching, I think this gives us a lot more as well. And and, and it really, really does, because, you know, one of the things we bonded on is you know being new business owners, right, mm-hmm. and kind of figuring out how to navigate because it's one thing if you're working with someone directly who can tell you what to do and how to do it. We don't have that, you know. We're kind of formulating our own our own blueprints. Right. Um. You know. So when we meet each month, it's just amazing, and I love that you just encourage people to do the same because I think it is so invaluable to have that that group of individuals that you just learn from because the four of us are in um, three different states. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking Florida, Nevada, and Maryland. And none of our processes look the same when it comes to court, you know, court work, but we all have our own businesses. And so what we've been able to do is kind of tell each other, okay, this is what we're implementing. By the way, this is what didn't work. So don't do it. You know, um, and that's kind of what we've done for the better of, you know, almost three, three years now. Um, And, you know, and we started this, um, what, building our systems, you know, from from Allison's, yeah, we started building our systems and we created this you know, ginormous uh, Google spreadsheet (laughs) of every single process that we work on. We kind of just like did this huge brain dump and we said, F it, like, this is what we do in our business and we have it just written down somewhere. Um, And then over time, it kind of just morphed into, oh, well, I'm doing this. Are you doing this? And you probably shouldn't do that and yada, yada, yada. Um, between the groups, our coaches, and, you know, whether past, present, or future coaches, and um, uh, the Facebook groups, that's another wealth of information,
1: information, yes, yeah, but I
0: I feel like, you know, like you said, I've learned more having that monthly meeting with you all, and just, you know, shooting the breeze, and having you know like MJ just casually walk in the background <laughs> <laughs> <Not> yeah
1: <laughs> no, those um, are valuable so really yeah I think that I, I thank you for for those I uh, think, no problem you know, participating and being part of that and for helping me to grow you know yeah been- I'm,
0: I'm I'm always willing to to work with other people and you know even with our we me and my colleagues we have you know, weekly, -weekly, biweekly meetings, I'm always willing to work and kind of just collaborate to see how we can make things better, whether it's for a client or whether it's for ourselves, you know? So with that said, um, I thank you uh, for being here today. And hopefully we can have a a four table chat one day, um, you know, with me, starring Pam, I told Pam about it and she was like, that'd be nice. That would be awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that should <laughs> it, should, it should be an interesting one. It should be an interesting one. I'm kind of thinking, you know, it'd be nice to have, um, you know, some people uh, kind of send in some questions about family law matters since all four of us practice family law. You know, there's a lot of thoughts going on in, in, in this head, but we'll be in touch and um, I'll talk to you at our next meeting. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Have no great- problem. And Bonnie, I just have to ask you one more question. If anyone wants to find you, if if a client wants to find you, what is the best way to reach you?
1: I mean, you can always call the office 702-998-1188 or go to the website at www.ljlawlv.com.
0: All right. Fancy enough, but short and sweet. Uh Thank you again, Bonnie. It's a pleasure. And thank you everyone for tuning in to episode three of the daily podcast. I am beyond blessed to be here today and I hope everyone is well and please stay safe. Take care. Bye. Bye.